0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 125 of the Hawks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson joined today by my lovely co-host Logan. Logan, it's been about a month since our last podcast, but me and you have returned from the uh, the official Hawks podcasters conference in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, that was very nice. So we're back. We're in full swing. Media day has happened and we're, we're very close to the season starting, especially the preseason. But before we hop into everything, Logan, how are you?
1: Yeah, we, we took a... I mean, it wasn't necessarily a plan break, but stuff happens. Um, there was not that much content to talk about. Um, and I've been pretty busy. I know Jackson's been doing stuff. So we had some stuff to do, but, um, you know, we're back. And uh, th- this is... Last time we'll have to say this, but, I mean, it's going to start gearing up. So, you know, if, if you were upset that maybe we've been slacking a little bit, then, you know, hopefully we can appease you because it really, like, it's it's about to be the season, the preseason about to start. We're, we're kicking sort of the the season's content off with a little bit of an award prediction show, our, our classic, our, our tried and true uh, award show layout. Um, we're going to be sort of guessing who wins certain awards for the Hawks. Um, and and from here on out, man, we're it's gonna be it's it's almost hawk season, you know what I mean? So it's gonna be time to start hearing us scream and complain about the hawks uh, once or twice a week. So it, it's it's good to get back in the swing of things. You can you
0: can you know it's almost the hawks season starting because the falcons have already started choking leads.
1: All right, well, there's my one
0: falcons joke per podcast. i us go. Glad to got out of that other way. Um, Logan, media day happened and. It was pretty interesting. It was good to see all the guys again. That's, I mean, that was like a, a lot of them. Like they were all in Atlanta probably for the first time, like all together. So, media day has happened. It went well. It, we got some very good pictures of the squad. It was very good to see the starting
1: five. Um,
0: Logan, was there any t- takeaways you had for media day?
1: I mean, it is media day, so it's mostly just taking pictures and taking some kind of softball questions. It's um, obviously, you know, before the season, you're not gonna ask too much crazy. Like I know Brad Rowland. Um, And some other guys, I think, asked Hunter about the contract. Hunter's not going to say much, which the clock is ticking. There's not much longer before uh, we can reach a a contract with Hunter. So it may be a John Collins situation where we're looking at, you know, um, pending RFA status. So we'll see how he performs with that. Um, I guess the only real takeaway had, which is probably something you wanted to say and and something that I think people definitely made a note of, was uh, McMillan sort of admitted, like, yeah, Jalen Johnson is going to get minutes this year. He didn't say how many. Um, but he did say he's going to get minutes. So it looks like um, the backup power forward spot is his to lose um, It's really just him and Mo Harkless behind John Collins there um, Which I mean just saying that out loud you would hope Jalen Johnson gets it just because you know Like, Let's be real here if the Hawks want to have a real championship future They're gonna need some of these draft picks to hit they're gonna need Jalen Johnson AJ Griffin to at least be rotation level players um, You can't trade and sign every single piece like you need some draft picks that aren't you know top five to to at least be good role players um so it's good that jalen should hopefully get some role minutes this year he should honestly be getting like 15 to 20 minutes a night and then you know injuries will happen at some point i'm sure he will start the occasional game um just because you know it's it's a long 82 game season and i don't know it should be fun he's 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 kind of reminds me of of a little bit more upright, sort of like less of a less of a pure role man. But I could see him having a, a sophomore year John Collins type of impact off the bench. You know, just a good offensive finisher. Defense isn't there, but I don't know. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Like people kind of forget, he was like the craziest athlete tested at the combine that year. Like he, I think he set the record for vertical jump. He's he's an athlete. He's a he should be a very useful piece with uh, our. our Sort of point guard and playmaking rotation. So that was my main takeaway. There wasn't too much to take away, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like you said, I mean, the power four spot, the backup power four spot, at least, is Jalen Johnson's to lose. I don't know. I, I don't I like, you know, you know, Hawks talks in fact whenever we're just saying things that are like either 100% in or 0% out. It's like, look, if Jalen Johnson can't beat out Mo Harkless for the backup four spot, and like we know how is, he has a preference towards veterans. We saw that last year uh TLC um <laughs> you know how that went but like I don't know Jalen you you kind of have to beat up Mo Harkless like no offense to Mo Harkless I feel like he's a great end of the bench you know type of guy but yeah Jalen Jalen needs to Jalen needs to secure that spot I have 100 percent think he will I think another underrated thing is that uh not only is Jalen gonna play just by virtue of like okay the powered four depth chart is basically goes you and then John Collins and then a could probably play there some minutes. It depends on how you feel about a Congo and Capella playing together, which I don't I don't think we've seen much of that. So I wouldn't necessarily say a is an option there. But another underrated thing is like, you know, John Collins, we've seen it whether it's due to his himself or the NBA ref being biased against him, you take mm-hmm. your pick. He he's gets in the foul trouble and like I wouldn't say pretty regularly, but I mean, out of all of our starting, probably the most routine to getting into it. So that obviously leads to more minutes than just, you know, the spot minutes that he'll get playing behind John Collins. So I think it's like you said, Logan, it's going to be very important that the Hawks do get some, you know, quality contribution out of these you know, draft picks. Like you said, you can't you can't trade for and sign every for every, you know, player on your team. So just them being rotational level players. And I think Jalen Johnson really. He's gonna take a step towards that this year. I have high, high conf. It seems like Nate really does have high confidence in him. He talked about how last year's G G League experience it like helped Jalen as a player, but also just helped him mature a lot. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited. I think I think all of us are excited to see Jalen at minutes. That's something we wanted last year, and it just like kind of never happened. And then it seems like this year we're actually gonna get it. It's pretty exciting because. You know if you know me, I have high hopes for him. And I feel like that's uh I feel like what what we did see from Jalen last year, I feel like it was pretty good offensively. I mean, there's still there's still ways to go on defense, but hey, we'll we'll take it. You know, we're not look, not every player comes into the league a two-way force. That's just how it goes. Um, another thing interesting for Media Day was I kind of liked that jante Trey, and Nate McMillan, they all kind of talked about it and they call all went into it, especially Nate McMillan. Was that they really hammered home the fact that Trey Young's going to be playing off ball? I'm very excited to see that. I feel like that's the next evolution of his game. In a lot of ways, he worked out with Steph Curry this off season. We all know Steph's off ball gravity is in the best in the league, if not some of the best ever. Truthfully, just I'm very excited for that. Nate talked about going to Oklahoma, and when him and Trey were in the gym, he Nate McMillan was playing like the on-ball guard, and Trey was doing the off-ball stuff. And then Trey was talking about how when him and Murray have worked out, he's also done more of the off-ball stuff. So I'm very excited to see that. I think that was one of the big things I took away from media day as well is they really hammered home the fact that hey, this this year you're not going to be seeing Trey Young with the ball in his hands every play, which we expected, but we're re- I'm really expecting things with Trey off-ball. Like I I'm I really hope I don't see the ball watching. I'll just be honest.
1: It was, yeah, I think one of the quotes Trey said was, like, um, you know, he's happy there's more playmakers on the team so he can focus on scoring a little bit, which it's kind of like, was he not focused on scoring already? And then I was putting up, like, 30 a game. So, yeah, it's uh, it's sort of just, I mean, it's hammering home the fact that the season's almost here. We're almost going to finally be able to watch this instead of just talk about it and, like, theorize. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's only a couple weeks away until the Hawks are in Abu Dhabi and we play against the Bucks. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's we're almost there. I think they're going through training camp soon. Gonna be honest, training camp for the NBA is not interesting. But uh, you just gotta hope for a nice, clean, healthy training camp. And I don't know. We're, we're almost there, Jackson. We're in finally in like the home stretch.
0: Wait, uh, can I say it? Hopefully, no scandals among our head coach. All right, let's get to the award Ooh. show, everyone. Let's see here. What's uh, no, not that? Uh,
1: not that that was targeted at anybody. That last little remark, Logan. Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, be faithful to your husbands and your wives. You don't want to ruin your dream job after one very successful year. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Not
0: targeting me. anybody, by the way. We're not yeah. liable
1: for anything we're saying. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Logan, you're ready. To, you're ready to kick off this award show. I'm very ready. The infamous Hawks Talks Awards Show, as everyone who listens to the podcast knows, we do one of these at the end of the year. We all dress up fancy. We all get in the suits. We really don't, but that's what I say we do. We're, but this at, one, we're a bit actually more at an
1: Applebee's back. right now. I just got, yeah, a, no, just got some. Fajitas. We're we're
0: actually at a bar at Chili's recording this. Where I'm very, we're getting very weird looks from other uh, customers. But you know, hey, this is this is life of podcast. Anyways, Logan, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the first award, and I wanted to get this one out of the way because it's it's a bit of a softball, but it'll help you warm up. Uh, I feel like we do this one first every time, but Logan, who's your prediction for the award of team MVP of the Hawks this year?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Trey Young, but you, if you, if you'll remember Jackson, like two seasons ago, um, 2020, 2021, there are some Hawks fans that kind of wanted to argue that maybe Capella was our most valuable player. Cause he came in and he changed the team. Um, and technically that year, Trey Young did not have his best season. That was honestly like pretty, eh his standards. Um, you could argue that same thing with DeJounte. I think DeJounte will make a big difference and you could make the sort of argument that he's most valuable just because he changed things up. But no, Trang's going to be the best player. Trang's going to put up I don't even, I mean it's impossible to know what a stat line. Like without DeJounte you can pretty confidently say he's going to put up like 28-9 a game. With With him, it's like, is he going to put up you know, less of both, but it's gonna just be more spread out. Is is he gonna like score thirty three a game, but he's gonna only have seven assists because he's playing off ball more? We don't know. So, um, yeah, the point is, trading will still be our MVP. But I will, I will be giving Dejounte Murray some awards later. Don't you worry, Dejounte. But yeah, I, I, that is a softball, like you said. Yeah, it's also trading for me.
0: I feel like the thing when it comes to Trey's stat line is I I don't know how much of the numbers are going to change. Like, I do expect the assists to come down just simply because we do have another playmaker on the team. And more importantly, we have someone who Trey legitimately trusts. I mean, it's no secret that, look, there's a big difference in saying, all right, I'm one of the best offensive players in the league and Trey Young. Let me hand off the ball to Cam Reddish versus, hey, let me give the ball to Deontay Murray. Like, there's, there's levels of trust to that. I don't mean to be rude to Cam, but that's just an example. So, I, uh, I expect the assists to go down. I expect the points to go up. The big thing I'm looking for is I really want to see the efficiency go up, Logan. I think it will happen, too. I think Trey is really one of the most, like, gifted shooters in the league. But I don't feel like his numbers are, reflect that. On the fact that, like, Trey, you know, some guys, they, they just get all these easy catch-and-shoot, you know, corner looks. You're like, oh, man, which Trey could get those? And, like, Trey's been pulling from, I mean, Trey's been shooting off-ball, you know, shots from, half court since like 2018 at this point. So I, I'm excited to see Trey get some nice off ball looks. I think his efficiency will rise. That's something I'm really looking forward to. I would like to see that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, that that's it, that, that, like in theory, that's the big change is that Trey can get off ball looks. And let's be real. Like if Trey is shooting two or three off ball, like catch and shoot threes a game, he's going to shoot 40% from three this year. Like he just is. He, he's he was hitting. I think he finished what thirty-eight point something percent last year. And that's with him taking the most difficult, kind of frankly, stupidest shot diet in the league from three, um, and he was at thirty-eight percent. If he took like a normal person's shot diet, um, he, he'd easily be in the forties. But he's Trey Young. He has to draw the defense out. He wants to, you know, have that sort of half-court gravity. So he takes the he takes the thirty-three foot bombs, and he you know sometimes he'll miss seven straight, and it's like stop, please, Trey, stop, but. It's a it's a new season. I'm sure he'll still hit those with regularity, but I'm I'm definitely predicting some nice open catch two threes that he uh, he rarely misses on those. It really is one of the most efficient shots in the league because he's just. I mean, I mean he's a special shooting talent. He hasn't had like amazing percentages, but Hawks fans know it's it's pretty much just because he takes everything off the dribble, and from like at minimum 26 feet out. So. It's uh, it should be exciting to see how he adjusts. Yeah. On that note, I just
0: want to say, you know, we've been watching Trey since basically 2018. Four years later, I just want to say, like, I, we can. I've probably watched almost every Hawks game in that time frame, be it in the regular season or the postseason. And I, I think I can count on the number of times Trey's had like a wide open catch and shoot standstill look that he's missed, like on my hands, legitimately. That that's that just goes to shade the type of shooter Trey is. I really do think that efficiency going kind to of jump this year. Um, but let's move on to our next award. This one. The, these get harder. They're no more softballs, Logan. This one is be the most surprising player. You can go in a good way or a bad way in far as the direction for how surprising they are, too. So, Logan, go ahead.
1: Yep, yep. This is a, this is one of those sort of, you know, do I want to be positive? Do I want to be a good noodle? Or do I want to be a, a negative? Do I want to be a bad noodle? Um most surprising. I don't know. The Jackson, this one's kind of tough. Um you want me I'm, to go first? I do want you to go first just because I want to see what you what where your mind is at. I don't want to I don't want to set the tone for this one, not gonna lie. I'm a coward.
0: I will say I'm going in a positive direction. I actually think the most surprising player this year, and someone who's being overlooked, because you know, we, I mean this position is pretty crowded, admittedly, is actually Aaron Holiday. I don't expect him to have a huge role considering that, you know, most of the game the ball is rightfully going to be in Trey or DeJounte's hands. But I feel like Aaron Holiday being overlooked for like a third point guard. I don't really think you can get better on that type of deal than Aaron Holiday. I really like that deal from like a, you know, I don't mean, that, oh, he's a first round pick a few years ago type thing. But he I mean, he was there's some potential there. He's played with Nate McMillan before. He's playing with his brother in Justin Holliday. I almost a Drew Holiday. I imagine that. Um, but I really do feel like. I feel like I feel like, I feel like Aaron is going to be a pleasant surprise on court for us this year in the minutes he does play. Which I mean, who knows? We'll have to see how things work out. I mean, he could very well be playing the uh, the Sharif Cooper role of you're only in whether we're up down, whether we're up big or we're down a lot at the end of the game. But also, I could see him just playing some minutes. whenever you're like, all right, you know, Trey and Dejounte both need a breather. Let's let's not stagger them. Let's get Aaron Holiday onto the floor. So I feel like he could be a a nice little pleasant surprise at that kind of third point guard role.
1: Okay, I like that one. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree, because I just don't think he's going to have that important of a role. Um, but, you know, I like the positivity. I, I In my mind, he's got to be a little bit better than Rajon Rondo was for us. That's a a cursed era for us. I mean, do you even like, ever think about Rajon Rondo, how he was a Hawk for like three months, two months? That was, uh,
0: I will say, playing 2K Mikeur, for some reason, the Hawks signed him. I was like, oh my gosh, that actually happened too. Like, oh gosh. like. I know. I don't know. It's kind of hard to be a Hawks backup point guard and be like not better than the rest. I, no, no offense to anyone, but some of those names on that list are pretty brutal. You know, you have like Jeremy Lin, Jalen Adams, Evan Turner. I mean, is Jeff Evan Teague like end of career Jeff T, especially? So it's just like ah, uh, yeah. Let me just act like that didn't happen to be honest. But I don't know. I've, uh, the biggest thing for me with Holiday is it's going to be like you said about opportunity. I mean, I don't expect him to play a lot, but I do expect him to be pleasant on both sides of the ball. Really. Because he does have some, he has aspects of, he He doesn't have that dog in him. He has that puppy in him. We're hoping it grows into a dog type thing. Um, but yeah, if he plays Minutes, I think it will be a nice little pleasant surprise for us.
1: Okay, I can see it. I will say, um, I also, this isn't going to be my answer. I think Justin Holliday will be pretty good for us. Um, I think some people see him kind of as just like a, a bum. I think he'll be a pretty good player. I think he can shoot and defend a little bit. Um He's he's our Herter replacement, so we, we got kind of got to hope he's uh at least can fill in, you know, eighty five ninety percent of the shooting, and uh, it's not exactly hard to replace Kevin Herter's defense. So, um, <laughs> but my most my most surprising player, we actually briefly talked about this last night, Jackson. I think AJ Griffin is gonna be a, a somewhat important player for the Hawks off the bench. I think at some point during the season, the Hawks are gonna say we need shooting, we need more shooting, you know. Maybe bogey. Like, let's be real. Bogey is not good for 82 games in a season. He's he's a 60-ish game a year guy. Knock him with. He plays more, but he's he's not a guy you can rely on to be healthy for six straight months of of continuous basketball. So I think I think A.J. Griffin will get sort of a chance at some point, and I think he'll um, make I think he'll make good of it. I think he'll not do much other than shoot threes, but I think he'll honestly hit like. You know, if he shoots four threes a game, I think he'll hit one and a half out of every four. You know, like on over on average over the course of the season, I think he will be a, a plus shooter. So that's sort of my guy that'll be most surprising because I I don't think many Hawks fans are like conscious of him. You know, he was a he was a non lottery draft pick. He's not exactly going to be in the rotation early on. Um, he's sort of end of bench guy. He may even like he may see some time in in the G League or something, but. Um, I don't know. I, I think Adrian Griffin's going to have an important role at some point during the season. It, won't, it shouldn't be early on, but I think midseason there, there might be a lull, and I think Adrian Griffin will come up and, and honestly pretty much just shoot the lights out, and that's about it. But I think that's what we'll need him to do.
0: I mean, there's definitely a void in shooting on this team with Herter being gone. I mean, <clears throat> like some of the guys we brought in, like, yeah, we can – I mean, like Justin Holliday, you can expect to shoot the ball, but like Kevin Herter, he was – I mean, he was, he was a pure shooter in a lot of ways, so I definitely think one of the questions for the Hawks this year is going to be, all right, you got the perimeter defense in, but you did sacrifice him in that shooting. Can that can that shooting be replaced to an extent that, you know, keeps the offense running at, like, a high NBA level in terms of shooting? So I feel like that's going to be really important. And I do feel like AJ Griffin could very well be that guy. I mean, if there's one thing I'm confident in him to do, above all else, just from day one, it's shoot the basketball. I mean, the guy is a... He is a, he is a shooter in the full extent of that word. You know, there's questions about other parts of the game need developing. I don't feel like year one it's going to be like, you know, we're judging creation, we're judging his defense and all that. But I do feel like the shooting is something from day one that we can expect to be pretty good. And like, and I, I kind of agree with you, Logan, what you said. Like, There could be a part of the season where the Hawks start slumping. They're like, all right, this team needs some youth. This team needs some energy. This team in particular needs some three-point shooting injected into it. And A.J. Griffin gets his minutes, and I can very well see that. My I hate to do this. My biggest thing is, is like, and I'm gonna do the meme. Will like Nate play a rookie? Like, what's your
1: what's your stance on that? Um, again, I'm I think he'll kind of have to. You know, people make that meme. They have to remember the last two seasons the Hawks have had considerable depth. Like we've been a deep team. Um, this year we're not so deep. This year we're honestly like seven eight guys deep before you kind of get into murky water. Like, let's be real. AJ Griffin is going to have a better chance than Jalen Johnson to play minutes. Uh, Okongu had injuries and also was playing under Lloyd Pierce for part of it. That it, it it was a change in coaches. He was coming back from injury, and he was a rookie. It was, it was sort of a, a nasty storm for Okongu. So, yeah, I do think of any of our recent rookies, AJ Griffin has the best chance just because the roster is constructed in a way where AJ's skill set um, kind of could fulfill weakness that the Hawks have. And the Hawks are just not deep right now. So... Yeah, they're they're probably going to have to, you know, at some point, you know, unless we get extremely good injury luck, which would be phenomenal, you know, we're going to need somebody to come in and shoot some threes. Because it's like, are we going to trust Tyrese Martin to come in and shoot threes? Or are we going to trust AJ Griffin to come in and shoot threes? So I I think AJ Griffin will get some minutes. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I could very well see it. I just feel like the biggest thing is it's like, well, the Hawks prior like it kind of seems like with Jalen Johnson, the Hawks were more like, all right, let's prioritize your long term development over like the short term gains that you may provide to us in this regular season. Like, I wonder if that'll be the stance with you know because this team is built to win now more so than last year. I mean, you know, the last year's team was built to win now, but it's pretty obvious at some point that I was like, all right, we're not like the conference finals team that we were the year before. Like, we're a playing team. Let's prioritize Jalen Johnson's you know long term development over just like the short term gains he could provide us in the next couple of months. So. But I think with AJ, I mean, you very well, it changes things. This is a different team. This this team has different goals. This team has different standards, really. So I, I could definitely, I think it's more likely that we see him get minutes than any rookie before, whether that be a Kongu or Jalen Johnson or uh, a guy who probably should have never seen the court, but we all wanted to kind of see was uh, Sharif Cooper, who's actually the Cavs now. So good for him. Yep, good uh, for let's him. move on to our next award. All right. I'm ready. Our Nick.
1: Alright, you ready for this one? This this one's a good one. I'll go first for this one. We're, we're going to take turns. Alright. This next award, we got... Is it, it's it's Reserve Player of the Year, correct? Yeah, Reserve Player of the Year. And the the rule set
0: was for this one. It can't be any of the projected five, which is Trey, DeJounte, Hunter, John, or Capella, and it can't be Bogey or Kongwu. So you have to pick somebody else from those seven. I feel like that's pretty fair. Reserve yeah.
1: Player of the Year. Yeah, I think we might have the same answer here. Um, but I'm going to go with Justin Holliday uh, I, I sort of alluded to this earlier but I think he'll shoot pretty well and I think he'll play okay defense and I think it's going to be one of those situations where he's going to be playing alongside either Trey or DeJounte for some of his minutes and probably alongside Aaron Holiday for some of his minutes he's going to be playing with good playmaker uh, I think he's going to find this sort of soft spot in the defense and take his shots and sort of be relatively uh, efficient on offense my hot take is that I I, honestly, I think Frank Kaminsky is going to be a decent player for us. Um, that's that's sort of what... I don't know. Something about Frank Kaminsky, I feel like he could stretch out the defense in a way none of our other big men can, but um, for Reserve Player of the Year that isn't Boger or Congo, I'm going to go with Justin Holiday. I'm not sure if we got the same answer or not.
0: No, I don't. I'm actually going to go with Jalen Johnson for this one. Okay. I really do feel like him, that backup four spot. I kind of alluded to this earlier with the whole thing about, hey, like... John gets into foul trouble. He's kind of prone to it. Like Jalen Johnson could see an increase in minutes more than anybody else as far as the bench goes in terms of that. And I also just feel like he has a very important role. I mean, he really on that. We're going to be looking for someone to fill in that scoring that we had last year off the bench. And I mean, Bogey can bring some of it. But like you said, Logan, like Bogey's not an 82 game a year player. That's just that's just how it is. I mean, you know, that that knee, it is bothersome, to say the least. And then, I mean, we're going to be looking for scoring off the bench. I really do feel like Jalen Johnson has a chance to provide that. And the fact that, like, you look at the bench unit and it's like, okay, Akongu is more of our, you know, defensive rim protector. You know, Bogie's more of, you know, that guy we're going to be expecting like a six-man lot of like microwave scoring. And then I feel like you're going to be looking from scoring from anybody else whose names aren't Bogey or Akongu. And I really do feel like you're you're going to have to look to like Jalen Johnson for that, for example. I mean, Justin Holiday is a good shout. And I I do expect things from him and he's probably like he'd probably be my second answer, but I really do feel like Jalen is gonna be asked to, you know, fill in that production that we had last year off of the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean that's definitely the other smart answer is I I definitely think Jalen can have some good offensive numbers because like you said, John, love him. He gets into some foul trouble, same thing with a kongu. There might be some times where it's like, Okay, John and a congu have four, four and five fouls, like Jalen, go out there, you're playing, you know, the next ten minutes. (laughs) So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely a very valid answer. I'm, I'm pretty excited for Jalen Johnson, but I do want to sort of temper my expectations for a bit because he does have some weird knee injury stuff, but yeah, I'm pretty high on Jalen Johnson for the season. I, I think he's going to sort of, like, like, I think he's going to be a guy that come uh, February, he's in the Future Stars game. Like, I, I think he's going to be a good player for us. I don't know why. I thought you were gonna
0: say the rookie of the year conversation. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's whoa, whoa. Uh I kinda of like your hot take answer. It makes me want to give one. Cause I think Kaminsky's interesting. Coming off the ACL, it's like Frank Kaminsky's not like a bad offensive player. He's actually he was kind of nice with it in Phoenix. Like he no. even kind of talked about it in the media day thing. He 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 is like he's a good offensive player. Like he's not like, you know, he's not a starting level offensive player, though, no. no. but like at a third string center, like you can do a lot worse. Like I hate to I don't want to speak ill of the human Trey Boucher I've learned, Logan. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it only took me uh about a year. Um uh, Gordi Jang. I really do feel like going from Gordy Jang to Frank Kaminsky, or just I don't know. Frank Kaminsky is actually like a a a decent NBA player. Respectfully, Gordy Jang, of course. So I, I don't know. I like that answer a lot, but my hot take for reserve player of the year is. What if Mo Harkless figures it out and shoots like he did with LA? Like, what, that you know, is, Mo Harkless. That's some what opium if, right there. That is some opium, man. But, like, what if Mo Harkless shoots like 36% from three? And it's like, all right, that void of shooting that we were all worried about, like, it's been filled. Like, we, we don't have to worry about AJ Griffin. We can prioritize his long term development in full because, like, we have you know, Justin Holiday shooting good from three. We have Mo Harkless shooting 36% from three. We have Bogey shooting good from three. And, like, I don't know. That is my hot ticket. I could really see it from Mo Harkless. I could see him being, you know, one of those guys who just comes to Atlanta, gets with our shooting coaches, and he makes an impact on both sides of the ball. Because, like, really, the number one thing we're expecting from Mo Harkless right now is the defense. Like, if you're expecting anything from Mo Harkless at all, right now.
1: There's only one thing expected from him, and that's that's for him to be gone come February. Okay. No, 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 no,
0: That's another award on the list. We can't do that. Be quiet. I mean, you know. My yeah, my, my hot take answer is Mo Harkless. I feel like we could see some things from Mo Harkless. We're like, now wait a minute. Was that like was that like a good trade? Because not only did we get a pick, we also got like Justin Holiday and Mo Harkless. But I don't know. We'll see. That that's my hopium take. That's my hot take. Uh let's move on to the next award though. Oh gosh. All right, Logan. Breakout player of the year. Who's this going to?
1: You know, you really have two options here. Um, right? Or maybe three. You could say Jalen. Um, Or realistically, you could say Hunter or a Kongu, right? Like, that's sort of the main options we're looking at because Trey's already broken out. DeJounte's already broken out. I think John Collins, I don't think he's going to break out. I think he sort of is what he is um, as long as Capella's here. Right? Like, that's what I'm thinking. So it's sort of pick your choice there. Um, I am going to go with Akongu, I think. I think he'll be the breakout guy. I think he'll cement himself as our... Um, certainly, our center for the future to where we are going to be reasonably comfortable to trade Capella um, during the off season. I know I've been saying this literally for I think two years now, but um, this is the year it's finally true. Because let's be real, with with our cap constraints, we're not gonna we're not gonna keep Capella for 20 a year when we have you know rookie contract at Congru. Like it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So um, I'm thinking if Congru breaks out, I'm thinking we are able to trade Capella during the off for like. A, mid-level wing or maybe a pick or something and uh, yeah that's that's sort of my cross my fingers the only obstacle there is he's not going to be starting um, barring injuries and I don't want injuries because we're just we're going to be better when we have two starting level centers than with you know if Capella got hurt and congo is playing it's like okay well now Frank Kaminsky has to play some minutes and uh, you know, that's not necessarily going to be the best formula for, for a lot of games but yeah, I think a going to break out. That's that's my guy, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm going to... I've been saying... I feel like the past, like, five podcasts, I've said something about this at this point. I'm going to keep it going. This is the year, Logan. And I want everybody to get out this tape recorders. This is the year... DeAndre Hunter's taking the leap, folks. And I don't care if you like it or not. I don't know if you're ready or not, honestly. But this is the year that DeAndre Hunter... He's not becoming an All-Star. i will go ahead and say that right now. There's there's too many mouths to feed on this team for him to become an All-Star. That... That is what it is. DeAndre Hunter is become going to become a good NBA starter this year, like legitimately good, like universally agreed upon. He's good. Like, there's not going to be some sects of the fan base that are like, okay, DeAndre Hunter is like actually good guys. Like, open your eyes. What are you What are you saying? And then there's like other parts that are like, DeAndre Hunter, man, what a what an awful fourth pick. Like, I I think this is the year that Hunter takes the leap. So I, I I'm expecting Hunter to break out this year. I've been saying it for a while. I've given my reasons before. You can go back and check those. But he is a lot clearer of a role. He doesn't have so many, you know, other young talent gunning for his position at all times. And he's a lot more uh, clarity of it. And he doesn't have to play defense all the time because we have DeJounte Murray now. He's like one of the best defenders in the league. So it's not Hunter. You're guarding. You're not guarding the one every night. Like DeJounte yeah. can get you can get some nights off. You can go guard, you know, like the two guy. So that's why I really do feel like he's going to break out this year. man. I feel like we're going to see some things from Hunter, man, that we're going to play. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that's why we took you number four. It's Yeah, yeah. you know what? I guess we're, we can talk a little bit about Hunter now. Um, since it's clear that Hunter's probably not getting extended with the next few months. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, it makes sense that they couldn't reach uh, a number. And I swear to God, Jackson, if you ask me about a contract on Hunter and if I take it or not, I'm going to scream. Don't ask me. We've done that game yeah. like seven times.
0: Yeah, I'll be quiet. I I wasn't going to go there
1: anyways. Okay, good. My, my thing with Hunter is... Jackson, think, think back three, three, three and a half, whatever years now. DeAndre Hunter, in that, in that uh, March Madness run, you know, Virginia, the boring-ass Virginia Cavaliers, what was the main thing about Hunter that probably stood out to a lot of people, especially during that championship game? That man is just cold under pressure. He just does not get flapped. Like, he he just brushes it off. He was incredibly good down the stretch in that game. He was going toe-to-toe with Jarrett Culver. Current Hawk, by the way. Current um, Hawk, by the way. And he he had probably his best game of the season. He put up like 20-something points. He could not miss down the stretch. He had hit a bunch of clutch shots. My theory, slightly hopium theory, is that Hunter is under pressure this season, presumably, assuming they don't get extended, to, to make himself some money. You know what I mean? Like, if you have another mediocre season, congrats. You're going to make like 12, 13 mil a year. If you have a great season, you're getting 20-plus. That's 8 mil plus a season for the next, you know, we're talking 30, 40 mil difference. It could be made there um, just all on the low end. Like it could be 60, 70 if he absolutely goes crazy. I think, slash hope Hunter can look the pressure in the face and just, you know, ignore it and, and perform under pressure. And I think hopefully he can, like you said, just become a good legit starting small forward for us. Um, I'm not expecting an All-Star game. There's a lot of All-Stars in the East now. Like, DeJounte may not even make the All-Star game. There's just a lot of good players in the East now. Um, But, yeah, I I think Hunter will perform under the pressure of a contract well, and uh, I think it'll benefit him and the Hawks. So, that's that's my theory on Hunter. I mean...
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's... A lot of times in life, there's no better motivator than money. Let's just keep it real, you know? Mm. Everybody's trying to live, leave behind a legacy. They're trying to leave behind a fortune for future generations. Um, You know, as a, you know, I'm not even going to go there. Let, let's <laughs> just move on to our next one. I was going to say a Jay-Z lyric, but I was like, yo, I don't want to do this, yo. I, yeah. I might get lost. Um, yeah. This is actually an award you came up with, Logan, so you can elaborate a bit more on it. But Scapegoat Award, who's your prediction for that? And I want you to elaborate more on what this, this award means, because it was your idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, like, let's be real here. There, there's going to be bumps in the road this season, right? Like, we're going to have stretches where we don't look great. We're, I mean, unless we win 60 games or something, which, I mean, if that happens, so be it. Um, there's going to be a scapegoat. you got to think, two years ago, who was the scapegoat? It was Lloyd Pierce. Now, granted, Lloyd Pierce probably deserved the boot, but he was absolutely the scapegoat. Last year, who was a scapegoat? It was uh, a little bit of, of Nate McMillan, and Nate McMillan really soured on a lot of people. Um, it was a little bit Hunter, it's a little bit John Collins. I think my scapegoat this year, and this is this is a Logan classic, ladies and gentlemen. My scapegoat is going to be Clint Capella. It's going to be Clint Capella. That's that's who my scapegoat of the year is going to be. I think, you know, he's going to he's going to be Clint Capella. I think he's going to be good for good parts of the season, but he's going to have a stretch where he's really not great, and it's going to be a stretch where maybe we fall from like the three seed in the East to like the seven seed because it's like the first thirty games and it's kind of cramped. And people are going to start, you know, kind of turning on Capella. And I think he's going to get scapegoated a bit, even though, you know, he's doing reasonably what we ask. So that that's my idea. That's my scapegoat of the year. You know, there's going to be one Atlanta Hawks scapegoat every year. I think this year it's Clint Capella's turn to, to be more than just my scapegoat. He's going to be the scapegoat for the, the whole whole fan base. Because normally it's just me hating on him. Kind of like alone screaming into the clouds. But, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking, Jackie?
0: I mean, I feel like the the popular answer here would be McMillan, because McMillan's already like... I mean, let's just keep it real. If you're looking for like... If if approval rating for head coaches was a thing, I I don't think McMillan would be putting up uh, strong numbers in that category. I feel like a lot of the Hawks fan base just doesn't like them, to be honest. They're, they're, they're already looking for a replacement. There was a recently disgraced NBA coach who who did some bad things, and some of the <laughs> discussion was, oh, yeah, I wonder if the Hawks could get him." before we knew what things this guy did. We still don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that, yeah, was, that
0: of- was that was not good, guys. That was pretty bad, actually. I mean, if you want to talk about other people, but recently disgraced head coach, like, Come on, man. Navy was a good guy. At the end of the day, he has a good relationship with Trey. Like you said immediately, he flew up to Oklahoma just to like hang out with Trey, go over basketball stuff, kind of work over the playbook, work over the stuff. He was involved in the Devontae Murray stuff as well, him, Trey, and you know, obviously Schlink Duh. But I, uh, I feel like that would be the possible answer. My answer, I don't know. This one's a bit of a cough. I feel like it's gonna be John Collins. Man. I feel like I just feel like this. Yep.
1: That's for yep,
0: The, the race. I don't know. John Collins is still on the team, Logan. And, like, it seems like that some of that relationship... That some people off.
1: That pisses some people off. It really does. No, here's
0: my thing. Here's my thing. I wonder how much of that relationship between John and the front office is truly repaired. Like, John is a professional. Landry Fields elaborated to that in his... I mean, he should have said that in his immediate day press conference. And, like, obviously, John's not the type of guy who's going to, you know, complain, ask for a trade. I mean, there's rumors that might happen between a... From a recently disgraced Rider. <laughs> uh you could, you could figure out who that is. Um, my, my thing is like, yeah, I, I wonder how much of that relationship is truly fixed just with John because I could very much see this becoming a thing where like the Hulk's going like a five-game losing skit and it's like, dude, we should have traded John this offseason. Like, no, th- we should have traded John. This we is could, John's fault. We could have
1: had Kuzma. We should have taken Kuzma. He doesn't, he doesn't fit well with Capella.
0: He doesn't fit well with Murray. There's not enough shooting. We need more of a... a a, a three at the three at the four position. He's still struggling the back down guards in the post. Like you, you know how it goes, Logan. You've been on Twitter before, so uh-huh. I can. I don't know. I, I could very well see this very much being the okay, all right. It's John Collins. That's who our scapegoat is. That's why we're not winning games. And then like it's not even John Collins. It's just I don't know. Team people. teams slip up, yo. Like <laughs> that's just the reality of it. No, you can't go eighty two and zero. If you go eighty two and zero in the NBA, you're not you're not finding the right people, yo. That's just. It's not happening. If there's not bumps in the road, you can't really enjoy the ride if you don't experience the lows, so. But yeah, no, they're 100% to John Collins. So if we go on a five-game losing skid, oh, yeah. <laughs> get, get your uh, John Collins and Duncan gunn shirts out, Collins Tuesday. You're going to need them. Hold them tight, boys.
1: Like, you remember how our schedule this season, it starts off with five winnable games. Like, imagine we go two and three. And, I mean, people would just be, I don't even know. I think it'll be John Collins. I think it'll be Nate McMillan. They're going to be calling for some heads, but. Yeah, I mean, John Collins is the proverbial scapegoat. Um, sort of ties in into our, our last award. <laughs> like, we're going to be straight up, both of us are surprised he wasn't already traded. Um, so the last award is most likely be traded during the season this year. Um, so at the trade deadline, if you remember last year, Cam Reddish got traded a couple of weeks before the trade deadline. Um, or was it like a month? It was, it was a little bit of time before the trade deadline, but... They were itching
0: to get him out of there.
1: They, he was itching to get out of there and sit on the bench. God bless him. But, yeah, um, I think the most likely to be traded, there's two very obvious candidates. Um, we've alluded to them both. Um, Mo Harkless, we have to be salary tax compliant by pretty much the trade deadline. Um, and right now, dumping Mo Harkless for no salary in return would do it. And it makes sense because he's um, the lowest impact player. Um, or of course, there's John Collins because <laughs> he's he's been in trade rumors for three years now. So um, I personally, I'm gonna go with Mo Harkless. I'm um, sorry if that's a boring answer, but I, I do think that there's about an 80% chance that we get to the trade deadline or we get to the salary tax deadline, and we say, all right, well, uh, Tony Wrestler doesn't want to pay pay the taxes here, so Mo, I'm sorry, you're going to Oklahoma. <laughs> like you're you're gonna be go, go be the starting four um playing with whatever guard they're playing instead of shea because they benched him for the year because they want to tank so um yeah i think that's what's going to happen um but i will say there there may be an alternate universe there may be a universe where like the hawks do really well this year we're like a two or three seed going into the trade deadline and tony wrestler is convinced to pay the tax and i think we maybe buy during the deadline instead of sell i think that's possible if the hawks are like the second or third best team in the east um, or better of course but realistically I, th- I see us as the fourth or fifth best team in the east so I, I think we'll uh, I think we'll dump off Mohark let's get on their tax line this season and fingers crossed we- Tony restler will be willing to pay the tax in the future because let's be real in the NBA you're not going to win many championships you know bargain bin shopping you're just not that's not how the NBA works you gotta you gotta spend this money. isn't money ball Tony yeah pocket up. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's my boring, if you know, realistic answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mo, I mean, I don't
0: like, yeah, it's Mo Harkless, man. They're gonna get under the tax. I don't know, Mo, hold your Mo Harkless as close at night, Folks. You better hope he shoots thirty six for <laughs> three, like I said earlier, because if not, it uh, I don't know, man. You're, I don't know, man. Mo Harkless could be gone. know, he could be coming with the Trail to be honest. Um, I don't really have much to say. I mean, I feel like you kind of hit that. Like they're gonna. The Hawks are either gonna one hundred percent get under the tax line, so I don't have to pay a repeater when it's actually time to pony up and pay the tax, or they're just gonna I don't know. Like, let's just keep it real. Moharkless isn't worth going into the over the tax for. Like if they're they they were not really going to the tax for Kevin Herter, they better not be willing to go over the tax for damn Moharkless. Or I'm gonna like I don't I don't even really like Herter as much as some of y'all and I, I will I'll blow a gasket on here too, so. Ain't nobody trying to pay that luxury tax over Mo Harkless. They should keep it a buck. And I yeah. like Mo Harkless. I think the guy. I think there's a chance the guy. She's 36 for three. And I'm to saying we ain't paying the luxury tax for no Mo Harkless.
1: Mo Harkless is not a luxury tax player. He's just not. He's a. He's a. He's a. He,
0: there is zero circumstances and situations in which Mo Harkless is a luxury tax player. He'd look real good. in <laughs> The that, guy is a flat out bum. He
1: cannot. He'd play. look real good in that ugliest OKC okay, blue and orange. I will say that. Uh, that that team is that team's cooked. yo. they're, they're done. They're, they're so done. Cooked. They better Dude, not. Uh, they better not get Wemby or Scoot. Like they, they just don't deserve it. They well, just well,
0: the new thing with Wemby is that he's seven foot six, so now people are like, okay, this guy needs to stop growing, or we're gonna reach territory where he's too tall. Like I don't know if also, you've seen that or not, Logan. Also,
1: but. yeah, yeah. Also, I feel like Wemby's gonna get to the point where he's just he's not gonna be that guy. Like he's gonna he's gonna be like this box of tools. Like he's gonna basically be like. You know, super poor Zingus, but it's just not going to work because you cannot be a functional human being that big, trying to move like that, trying to shoot, playing, you know.
0: First it was Bulbul, and then it was Poku, and now it's Chet. How many times do you need to get burnt before you stop picking up the pan with your bare head, folks? And I'm just saying it right now. You want a hot draft take? I'm taking Scoot- Scootah Henderson over uh, over with me.
1: That, that is pretty Atlanta hot. Atlanta represent. Yeah. A-town that, up. that is pretty hot, but let's be real here. It's a guards league. If, you know, you'd have A-town to. Hey, Town Up. You'd have to truly believe, believe that Wemby is like Gobert with is like Gobert that can shoot. If you believe uh, Wemby is Gobert that can shoot and dribble, then sure. But Scoot is looking like a I don't know. He's looking like a better prospect than like Cade to me. But you know. he's
0: playing against men in the G League, and Wemby's playing in the in the Wee Wee League. Wee anyway, League. He's playing against pastry chefs. <laughs> Budgeur Basketball League. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, we do have one more award, by the way.
1: Oh, did I skip one?
0: Yeah, defensive player of the year.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Depoy. Yeah, we want- you
0: came up with this award, so we, I we, just want to.
1: We want to do something sort of classic. Look, I I think I think DeJounte Murray is going to be our Depoy. I just think he's going to change our cultural co- culture defensively. I think he's going to go out there and guard the other team's best guard every night. And I think. And can
0: you say it real quick? John Collins said it, so I feel like you got to say
1: it, Logan. He's got that dog in him. He's got he's got he's got a rabid pit bull in him. Um, I think he's gonna do Dejounte Murray stuff. He's gonna force like two turnovers, three turnovers a night. He's gonna be great in transition off of those uh, defensive plays he makes. And you know, Hunter may be the better, better like pure coverage guy, but um, I think Dejounte is gonna change things defensively for us. He's gonna he's gonna be like he's gonna be like good Cam Reddish on defense. Remember, good Cam Reddish on defense and how much he was just a disruptor. And how much he was just a pain in the ass for the other team, I think that Dejounte is going to be that, but more disciplined and and a little bit stronger. So, yeah, I'm going with Dejounte Murray as our deep boy. But we actually have a couple guys that are contenders for it, honestly. So,
0: you know where I'm going with this. It's time we got some. It's time we got some good old home cooking. Some standing. He, you gave him some flack earlier. It's Clint Capella for me. No player is going to matter as much to this team's defense as Clint Capella. He is the one with the nuclear football in a lot of ways. All right. That's just how it goes. Capella is very much still the identity. He's like less of it, but he's still the identity of the defense to me. Because like with Murray, you can make an argument that like his contributions, at least like 40% Forty percent of them will be offensive ace. With Capella, no, you no 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 no. We don't need we don't need your offense anymore, Capella. We have Dejounte, John, and Trey, and even Hunter. Capella needs to one hundred percent be that guy on defense. I, I better see no chicanery on that side of the ball. I'll just be honest. Miss layups, I those need to be limited to like once every week, if that. Honestly, like uh-huh. Capella's full focus needs to be on defense, rebounding the damn basketball. And I mean, you know. I mean, just, just dug the damn basketball for Trey. I mean, it's not hard. You, 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 you're seven feet tall. Just dug the damn basketball. Um, So, you know, I, I think I think is going to have a lot more focus, energy to exert on defense, even more so than before he's healthy. That we know of. <laughs> we know the Hawks like the Keefe uh, players' health under wraps. So if that changes, that's not on me. Y'all know how these people operate, you know. Um, So that's just me, keeping and real. Look, I feel like Capella's he's he's got to still be the identity in a lot of ways. I mean, did you not see the help on the perimeter? But, you know, look, you can do whatever you want on the perimeter. If guys are finally down and get into the hole every time, it doesn't even matter. And that's why you you need your anchor. You need your big guy. And I feel like Capella, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people are ruling it out. Many men are wishing death upon him. Uh, not really, but you know what I mean. Um, they're saying, Akagu's taking your spot. Even local Hawks podcasters who may or may not be on this podcast right now are saying that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like it'll be Capella. I, I, have, I have hope in Capella. They're, he just needs to play defense really well, man. Like, we, we don't need much else. Like, maybe you catch a few lobs a game, you know. You know, you throw down a few, we get them to the highlight reel for the postseason video. All right, hey, Merry Christmas. He needs to grab rebounds and dunk, basically. Um, I mean, you, you joke, but like, we don't need you playing offense, Clint. You know, maybe if... Get not, out of the way! Just stay back I, on defense. I mean, Honestly, we should play four on five. We we need to discuss this. To be honest, we I mean, realistic realistically, teams are going to double trade Trey regardless. Like that happens. Look look, look at the, what the Heat did. The heat, the heat didn't even play basketball. They they looked at what James May Smith made, and they're like, nah nah, we're sweet love. They just threw junk defense a Trey. Right. If if players are just going to get double team, hey, we might as well just keep somebody like a uh like a a strong safety and like prevent defense all the way back. So I don't know. Something to think about. Hey, Hawks, you need a coaching suggestions, feel free to hit up your boys at Hawks talks at Geva we have some ideas, people. Uh, not really. I, I prefer to do this. I don't know if I can take the scrutiny. Y'all y'all be hating over those people over little things, yo.
1: It, Is not all the awards? If you were if you were the coach of the Hawks, you'd probably bring Darian in. You'd be like, "McMillan, you just bring in your family." Yeah, Darian no, can be no, a good I, assistant. Yeah. No, he
0: he, would, he I'd put Darian front of the pressers. He's he's definitely a. A leader of men, a man, a leader of integrity he's, as well. He's the
1: press secretary. He's, uh,
0: <laughs> he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, he could do all the press conferences. I'll be, I'll be rid of the four and five offense that <laughs> Adam Silver's calling. They're gonna, they're gonna oust me from the league like I'm Robert Sarver. They're gonna be like, this guy's playing four on five offense. This is awful.
1: He's scoring thirty-seven points a game. Why is he still doing this? Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, they've lost 15 games in a row. What is your plan here? What are you cooking? What is he cooking there? Yeah, but uh, that was our last award, right?
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Wow, I, I think uh, I think that was a successful award show. We're gonna we're gonna look back at the season. We're gonna be like, wow, we got every single one of these wrong. Somehow, somehow, Aaron Holiday was the team MVP. He Even messed that one up. But um, Jackson, I guess, do we have anything else we want to get into? Yes, we do. Okay.
0: Okay. Right. Our last podcast was before uh, Mitchell got traded, by the way. We oh, was were it? Probably, was it really yeah, true? it was. He got traded on September 1st, and we, our last podcast was on August 28th. So I just want to ask you this. I mean, I'm not going to say if you are a full breakdown on the Donovan trade. This isn't a damn Cavs podcast. You didn't come here for this. Um, Logan, you taking the Hawks and the Cavs. Who's better?
1: I take the Hawks. I, I, see, I see the Cavs as basically a version of the Hawks. Like, let's be real here. Garland, Trey. I'm taking Trey by a good margin. Trey's just better than Garland. Garland's good, but Trey's better. DeJounte or Donovan Mitchell, I think they're both very good. Mitchell's obviously better on offense. Uh, DeJounte's obviously better at playmaking defense. They're, I'll give maybe a slight edge to Donovan Mitchell, but honestly, I could see it going either way. Uh, small forward, this is the weak part of either, t- <laughs> either team. You got Okoro or you got Hunter. I'm obviously taking Hunter. Power forward, you know, the, the front court is where it gets saucy, I guess, because the, the theory, the idea is is that, like, if Mobley takes off, because Mobley will probably become, like, an elite-level guy eventually, then obviously he, he's a game-changer. Um, but does he get there this season, and does he get there with Jared Allen there? I don't think quite so. I I think, um, I think they sort of actually have to break up that tandem. I know that's sort of controversial, but I think I, I'm not a huge be- believer in Jared Allen. I think he was a very uh, he was a Mickey Mouse All Star, frankly. Um, Jonesy actually tweeted about this after the Donovan Mitchell trade, which I liked. Uh, there's uppercase All Stars like Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell, and there's lowercase All Stars like D'Lo the other year and Jared Allen. And Jared Allen is definitely a lowercase All Star. He's kind of he's kind of just like an All Star. Um,
0: we we should be careful of that because you know we be hyping up someone as a replacement officer. I don't know. You could do you the people looking at semantics on Twitter.com, man. I, I don't know. They might they might get on your head if you say that. I don't there, care. There's nobody nobody. The Cavs are the the new NBA Twitter Reddit
1: media darling. Like they have also it needs to be they have, said they traded a lot. People were acting like it was a swindle. They traded twice as much as we traded for Dejounte Murray. <laughs> like twice as much. Honestly, and I'm going to be honest. I don't mean to sound like a hypocrite. I honestly didn't know this
0: until September 1st, 2022. Actually, backcourt defense matters a lot. So I'm I can I cannot in good faith look at Garland and yeah. Mitchell and say, okay, that's better than Trey. Who's Trey and Murray? Who's playing defense? Like make all the means you want to about Trey Murray makes up for it and then some. Like Mitchell and Garland. Like I I hate to say that. I think your local Hawks talks boys are putting a, a putting a. We're giving those boys the belt in a, in a two v two. That's just how it goes. Mm. I mean, they're going to beat us, obviously, but like, we're going to get on offense. And frankly, we're taking their little assets to the post every play. And they're not going to be able to do nothing. I mean, they're to NBA athletes. So. I mean, they're still sure going to beat us like 21 to 2. But we'll, we'll get two points in. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Well, it also does not make it take it, hopefully, or they, they will just full score. It's gonna cost. Yeah. But yeah. they can't play defense. Defense is important. You know, I've been hearing it for years. People have always said it about Trey. And now that I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, yeah, we have Murray. Defense better. I'm, you know. Yep. Dejounte never broke again better, and now 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 suddenly it's okay not to play defense in the backboard. Make up your minds, or do, or do the goal shift change every time it's about Trey. Is that what this is? Yeah, kind of. But yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, really I mean,
1: is. I know I I saw a tweet a few months ago that was like, "Are we gonna uh, pretend like uh, Garland isn't close to Trey?" And I'm like, "Yes, we're we're gonna pretend you didn't say that because that is just not the case."
0: Dude, every week people just like look around young guards in the league. They're like, "This guy's better than Trey." It started off with Jaw, and then they did it with uh Shay. Uh, Shay, who's never Shay. Play- Shay's not playing until he's about two presidential terms away from his next. Uh, he's going to full season of regular he, season. He,
1: he's going to ask out of OKC before he ever plays another eighty game season for him.
0: Uh, he, he's hurt again. Like right now, it's like it's it's hurt in quotations. People, he's not actually hurt. You you. If you, if you really are drinking the Kool-Aid and think he's hurt, dude, me and Logan, we have beachfront property to sell you in North Dakota. It's uh, hawkshawksh.com for retail listings. Right, <laughs> re- re- wait, real estate listings. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm taking the Hawks over Cleveland as well. Last question. Um, there's been some controversy around the East, Logan, with a certain higher-up team, the Boston Celtics. Uh, I mean, well, I'm asking you this. Does it affect how you, how you view the rankings of the East? Do you have the Hawks higher? Because... I mean, let's face it. The Celtics are going I mean, from having the, a coach. The, the, big, the bigger
1: boxes. the bigger issue is Robert Williams is uh, in a pack now. He's he's, he's injured. Um, I could yeah, I could see the Celtics being kind of mediocre by you know the expectations this year. I think they I think they are they are hop like they're skip. I don't know how to describe it. You can jump over them. The Hawks can be better than them this year. I'm not saying they will be, but they can be. So um, yeah, I mean, losing your head coach because he's horny and losing your best young player because you played him with an injury. Um, You know, it's not a great uh, recipe for success. So um, I don't care that they got Malcolm Brogdon and and Derek White and whatever. It's, it's just, you know, they are, they are a team that uh, you can skip over in the standings, but uh, sort of remains to be seen how good their replacement uh, domestic abusing coaches. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that guy, you know, I just got to say, y'all
0: hate on McMillan a lot. McMillan's out here. He's I He's a classy at the end of, guy, at least. I, I, a leader of integrity and men, by the way. just need to get that out there for probably the 5,000th time. I, I just want to say, Nate McMillan wins his first playoff series against the Knicks. A lot of people have made memes about him for years. He has a chance to fire back, give a hard quote. McMillan, you know what the first thing he does, Logan, after he beats the Knicks? He thanks his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, Eme Adoka was cheating on Nihilog. With a staffer. That's not good. So that's why I'm taking Nate Miller over EMA respectfully. respectfully. Yeah, I have uh, the – the Hawks are going to make a a home court advantage seed. Is that fair to say? That's one through – yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. One through four. 55 plus wins. Let's get it. Run it.
1: Go Hawks, baby. I'm with you.
0: Wait, what would you say? I'm with you. All right, dub. All right, that's all I have to say on the podcast. Let's start wrapping things up. Hey, you're the outro
1: man. I ain't got nothing
0: else to say. Oh oh you don't have anything else to say. All right. Uh, just wanna say thank you for listening to the Hulk Sucks podcast. You know, we've been we've been gone for a hot minute, but we're back. Logan, you even talked about this earlier. Media day has come and gone. Training camp is starting. Probably won't be any content for them because I mean NBA training camp is not important. Um let's just keep it real. Just everyone stay healthy. Let's all uh let's all take a bow real quick. Uh, let's take a mo let's take a minute to pray for Boogie's knees. All right, we're good. Shout out to Nona, of course, always thinking about you Uh, and uh, yeah uh, don't cheat on your wives (laughs) that's always good advice Emi Adoka hope you're listening Uh, maybe you could use this for future reference Um, no I want to say thank you for listening be sure to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Hawks Talks be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening platform you listen to so you can get notifications every time a new episode is uploaded and rate the podcast five stars people Thank you. That's what I really appreciate. That 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 keeps my serotonin levels high, keeps me happy, keeps me out of the depression. And Logan as well. So make sure you do that. As always, I'm Jackson. That was Logan. Thanks for listening. Love you. Goodbye.